Hello, everybody. Josh Brown here, back for another great episode on Franchise Euphoria. Well, today's episode is brought to you by IndieFranchiseLaw.com, a leading resource in the franchise space to help you if you're considering buying a franchise, turning your business into a franchise, or growing your business through a licensing or franchise structure. So go on, check it out, IndieFranchiseLaw.com. I think you'll find a lot of valuable and free information as you continue to kind of weigh franchising and licensing and the growth of your business. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode. On today's episode of Franchise Euphoria, we've got Brandon Ezra, who started Grand Welcome franchise system, uh, originally with a, uh, a handful of condominiums in Mammoth Lakes, California, and grew his property management company to be one of the largest in that destination and now the United States. That was the start of a larger vision and the umbrella growth of Grand Welcome uh, that led to the franchise opportunity, which they just now started. So this is kind of a fascinating interview with Brandon about going through the franchising process, and they are truly brand new uh, franchise or system in the vacation rental model. So sort of a unique franchise model. And I think you'll find uh, the conversation uh, with Brandon very interesting in terms of how they set it up, uh, what they offer as services, and the type of franchisees that they are looking for. So hope you enjoy this interview with Brandon. Hello, Brandon. Welcome to Franchise Euphoria. How are you doing? Hi, good. How are you doing today? Good. I'm excited to learn about about your background and about uh, the, the the franchise system, uh, Grand Welcome. It's more of a unique model, which we love to have on this show. We've we've got over 300 episodes, and we've certainly interviewed some some folks with with a unique model. But before we we dive into it, tell us a bit about your background and sort of how you came up with the idea and the launch of Grand Welcome. Sure. Um, well, great. First of all, thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, I've been in uh, the travel vacation rental business for, you know, well over 10 years. When I was a kid, I, I enjoyed fly fishing and snowboarding, and I wanted to find a way to spend more time in the mountains and not be a bum, right? So I had to figure out something to do, and vacation rentals were, obviously, it's a, it's, it's a you know, vacation rentals are pretty big up in the mountains, and I started a small business many, many years ago, and over time, Grew it, and today we're in 16 cities, and we manage around over 700 properties. And um, I wanted to really grow this ultimately into a national brand. And I looked into acquisitive growth. We've acquired 16 companies in the last four years, and organic growth, which we do a lot of. But really, for for real scalable growth nationally and internationally, franchising really just seemed the way to go. And that's that's. The short version of how we got here. Well, yeah. So were there were there other models that you were looking at? Because I think there are some other, obviously, vacation rental franchise models, but there's there's not a ton of them. So I'm just curious what. You know, oftentimes in franchising, whether it's in it, whether it's in food or other kind of service areas, usually the idea pops up because of a of a customer you know comes in and says, "Hey, have you ever thought about franchising this?" Is that what happened with you, or did you already have? Did you have it sort of in your in your strategic planning that you were going to look at franchising as the growth mechanism for the business? You know, it's really interesting. I thought franchising um, would be a great option for this industry. So 
we're a highly vacation rentals are a highly fragmented mom and pop industry, right? And still the vast majority of properties are being managed either by rental by owners, owners themselves, or by small management companies, companies that are less than say a hundred properties in size. So all the big guys in, in, in the US that manage only make up about two or 3% of the total inventory. So it's pretty small. And to me, that type of a business was great for franchising. And 10 years ago, I looked into it. But the big problem was it would have been very difficult to create consistent revenue across the country because Airbnb and HomeAway and Verbo really didn't exist back then. Uh, or, or Verbo was really just, just beginning. So one of the core components to what we offer is we manage the revenue and produce the revenue for these properties that that you sign on to your franchise program. And today we can do that because we're directly integrated with all the big OTAs, including Airbnb and HomeAway and, you know, uh, Verbo and all those those types of companies. And back then it didn't exist. So really um, timing's everything and the timing was right. And here we are. Well, so tell me about the process. You know, obviously you decide you want to franchise and, uh, you know, there's a whole process that goes along with that. I know on, on my side as a franchise lawyer, I deal with that from the legal side of things. But tell me about from the business side of things when when you decide you want to franchise, what what did you do next? I mean, what was your how did, how did you get going with the franchise system and setting it up? Well, the first thing is I wanted to take a look at what we were going to offer the franchisee and then what we expected the franchisee to do. Because, I mean, the way I saw it was getting the right franchisee is the key to success, right? And understanding what their personality makeup is is really important to finding the right franchisee. <clears throat> so based upon what we wanted them to do would really give us a clear understanding of who they needed to be. And so initially, I went through that process and came up with the idea that we would like our franchisees to be more sales-driven people, and they don't have to be quite as strong in operations. So the question is, how do we do that? And we ultimately are taking all the heavy lifting off the franchisee um, on the back end of the of, of their operations. So we'll do all the revenue management. We offer the technology, we do all the reservations, we do all the marketing, we help produce leads for them to sign up owners. And that was our process and our thought pattern. And we're at a point right now where we feel that we're super focused on who we want to bring on board and, and how we want to go about it. So where are you located right now? Right now, our operations are in uh, Incline Village in Nevada. That's the franchisor yeah. operational arm yeah. in, in terms of... In terms of franchisees, when did when did you launch the franchise opportunity? Uh, the franchise opportunity was launched um, all but a few days ago. It's actually really new. So, <clears throat> oh wow, really? That really? That's awesome. Yeah, super new. Thanks. And we got a lot of uh, interest already, and really we haven't even started looking. So that's you know exciting. Uh, we you know of course it's been in development for well over a year, right? So it's it's not like we started putting it together three months ago, four months ago. We've been developing a really robust technology infrastructure and system for the last 12 months. And we didn't want to launch until we're at a point where we could really help our franchisees hit a home run. And we're at the point now where we feel that uh, we can do a great job for them. So if I'm talking to you a year from now, or even two years from now, how would you define success for your franchise system at that period of time? Well, look, I mean, first of all, 
the franchise has to make uh, a good profit and create a good return for for the franchisee, right? <clears throat> and depending on the size of the area, you know, it'll cost them, you know, a different different amount of investment to get into into their into their territory. So that's number one. Secondly, we would like to be in um, certainly uh, East Coast as well, of course. So I'd spend, by mid next year, we'd like to have our first <clears throat> five or ten locations signed up and moving along. And you know, the end of year two or three, we would definitely, you know, ultimately like to be a national brand, and that's going to require hundreds of locations. So that's our goal, and that's that's what we're focused on, and we are most definitely focused on international business as well. So once the local business starts moving along. This is a model that translates perfectly into international. Okay, so t- talk about the actual model. It doesn't sound to me, and, I, and I'm just assuming here, but you correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't sound to me like this is going to be a type of franchise that has a retail location to it. In other words, I, I don't. I don't think they're, they're they're not going to need a um, a storefront yeah. to do this, or or do they? Is it recommended? No, I mean, you know. I suppose the best answer would be you absolutely do not need a storefront to run this this business. Um, the homes you'll manage for the most part will have digital locks. The the guest, um, you know, most of our locations, if not all of them, we never see the guest unless there's a challenge or unless our cleaning staff connect with them in the field. But guests never really come to any of our offices, of which we have a couple. So the answer is no, you really just don't need it. Um, you know, if you get a really large location, I think just as an, a, a prudent decision for an operation would be to have a central hub that people can meet at. I don't think you want to be managing 200 properties with five or 10 staff members meeting at you in your kitchen. So for that reason, an office is a good idea. But as far as operations for the business we're in, it's it's not needed, no. Well, I mean, and, and are the franchisees going to be owner operators in the sense that they're going to be involved in the business or... If you're talking to a prospective franchisee right now, which which you probably are <laughs> in terms of people who are who are listening, um, talk to me and talk to them about the setup of the franchise. I mean, if you're if you're in their position and they're looking, obviously, you know, you had indicated you're looking for somebody with a sales background who may not have uh, the operational component because you guys can fill that in. You know, you'll fill in the operations, you'll fill in the from a technology perspective, you'll be able to probably you'll probably have a um, uh, a way to answer calls and, 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 and take information and so forth. What is it that the franchisee is going to be doing, not only in their day-to-day role as a franchisee, but to develop business for their particular territory? Sure. No, that's a great question. I mean, look, ultimately, a franchisee will be um, managing their cleaning vendors, their maintenance vendors, taking care of guest challenges, and obviously communicating with their property owners. Um, we're actually going to help generate leads uh, for them to sign up new properties. And they'll also be doing networking locally and generating their own leads uh, in the field. And and really that encompasses their entire operation. Everything else we, we take care of on the back end. Well, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's, it seems like it's relatively hands-off uh, a little bit. I mean, you, you would have to have is it going to be important that these? I mean, I know a sales background, which is which is a little bit general, but somebody coming from a property management background. I mean, maybe even somebody who was a a property manager would that transition well to a good. It franchise? It couldn't hurt. Um, but as I said, the way we've set up our franchise is, you know, people who can network, people who are confident to get out there and um, can 
yeah, I wouldn't say a salesperson, but someone who sells focused would be great. You know, someone who's purely in property management, my only concern is there may be really good operators of maintaining properties, and perhaps that's not quite enough. Um, it's It certainly is a good start, no question about it. Well, this is sort of one of those industries that that's changed over time. And as you mentioned earlier, you know, you've got the VRBOs, you've got Airbnb, you've got, you know, other uh, companies that are out there that are helping to facilitate vacation rentals. Now, obviously you guys come in, you guys come in on the side of the people who are looking to rent, rent their homes um, and working with those organizations. I mean, talk about, I mean, that's, that's sort of a trend that we're on right now. Talk about the industry trends that, that you've experienced in your time uh, dealing with vacation, vacation rentals and where you think, where you see things going in the future. Well, the industry is becoming more professionalized. There's more companies doing this in a professional manner on a national scale or regional scale. There's companies like Airbnb and Verbo, which have really standardized the experience, at least on the front end. And I just think you're going to start to see more of that. You're going to see more companies that are just standardizing the product, the product being individually owned houses, condominiums, townhomes, of which by definition, are not standardized, right? And that's, you know, I don't see much more than that. I mean, it's just, it's really heading in that direction and it's going to continue to do so. I don't see any major jumps in the industry. I can't foresee anything that's really going to be dramatic. I just think incremental improvements month over month, year over year is where the industry is headed. And hopefully we can offer, you know, the local operator a really, really great business and to get a real a good piece of this industry of which if you don't know how it works, it can pr- be pretty difficult to get into. I mean, does do companies like VRBO and uh, Airbnb and others, I mean, do they hurt your business or do they help your business? They they help me tremendously. If it wasn't for those companies, I literally, I couldn't be franchising right now. It's tremendous because, you know, you know, we can sign up a franchisee in Aspen, and as soon as we put the first property live, they could be getting reservations for it, right? And yeah. back in the old days, you couldn't do that because all the local operators in the area controlled, you know, the Google rankings. So you could sign up 50 properties to rent, but if you couldn't get guests to find your properties, then you, you couldn't produce revenue. So... Really, I think they're great. I mean, for you know, for me as a company, I think that they're a huge part of what will help us succeed. I mean, in the industry as a whole, uh, you know, there's arguments to be made that they may hurt property managers to some degree, but really I don't think so. I think professionally run organizations will, will heavily benefit from those types of companies. I mean, do you ever worry that they might come in on your side of things? I mean, if they decided to take on that part of it are you concerned about that I'm, I'm not i'm not concerned about it at all you know once again this is a mom and pop highly fragmented industry and it still is today you get companies out there that have had hundreds of millions of dollars invested in them well go see how many properties they manage it's not huge amounts i mean the biggest company in this country manages twenty five thousand properties or just under that right that's out of a two two and a half million properties in the country and that's the biggest and they've had enormous amounts of money sunk into their company, of which who knows what the returns will be. But I can tell you right now, they'll never control even 10% of the industry in, in, in the U.S., not even close. So uh, I think that to think any large company can come out there and really hurt 
the local property manager is 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 uh, I wouldn't say far fetched, but it would be a very very long time until that would be a reality, if at all possible. So you're early on, obviously in in franchising. I mean, you've been in this business a while. I'm sure there were many things that you've experienced that were there were challenges, that were headaches, that were that were difficult as you were going through the franchise process. Um, you know, for those who are listening who are going through the same process, I mean, what what's one or two things that that you kind of experienced that that you would that you saw as challenges that you've kind of had to overcome or deal with, or things that maybe you didn't expect as you were going through the franchise uh, process in turning your business into a franchise? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I guess the the amount of time and, and dollars you think it'll take to get started, you know, it's going to be a lot more than you think. Um, for us, it wasn't really much of an issue. We definitely were ready for that, but we certainly knew <clears throat> our initial projections were not going to be accurate, and they haven't been. Uh, the second is, you know, the scalability of the business is going to be dependent on how well you've set up your infrastructure and how well you've planned for this. So we definitely had to make some real, real good fundamental changes over the last year, which we've done. And that was something that we didn't expect, but we weren't all that surprised. But it's definitely, you know, something that I think as a new franchise, or you're going you're gonna to find there's a lot of scalability challenges that you're going to have to deal with um you know in in order to be successful as you grow you know one of the one of the most popular questions that i get when i'm working with with new franchisors or you know relatively young franchisors is okay now that we've got this system you know how do we go and grow this thing you know what's the best way to market it and 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 i think depending on the system there's lots of different right answers for it and there's certainly wrong answers as well i'm curious where where you're at you know what? What are some of the things that you've put in place to try to to market this system to not just hit? I mean, the challenge of franchising is not just hitting people, not just getting people to fill out the contact forms and contact you, but getting the right people to do that. Uh, tell me about that and and sort of what kind of marketing plans you put in place to, for you to attract the right franchisees. Yeah, I mean, look, as we're just starting, I can't give you historics, obviously. But, you know, we've got some incredible industry experts working for us and advising on on our board, people that have got amazing experience. And we've set up all the the right systems. So this wasn't stuff that we pulled out of a hat. These are tried and tested systems to find the right franchisees and um, vet them out to make sure it's not only a good match for us, but it's a good match for them. And, you know, as we progress, like any other business, We'll make incremental changes as we get results and we'll continue to improve our systems. But out of the gate, uh, we're looking pretty good. I mean, we've got some really incredible stuff set up and uh, I couldn't really ask for much better. It's, it's looking it's looking great. Well, if you want to find out more about Grand Welcome's franchise opportunity, go ahead and uh, jump on and go to grandwelcomefranchise.com. That's grandwelcomefranchise.com. Thank you, Brandon, for taking a few minutes out of your out of your busy schedule to come on here. And uh, I wish you nothing but uh, the best of luck with your Grand Welcome franchise. Awesome. Thanks a lot for the time and uh, all the best. Hopefully talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Franchise Euphoria. If you enjoyed this episode or have enjoyed the podcast in general, I would really appreciate it if you could go to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. It really helps to get this podcast out to more and more people. So the easy way to do it is go to iTunes and in the search box, put in Franchise Euphoria. 
you will then see my cover art and you click on my smiling face that says Franchise Euphoria. And then click on the link that says Ratings and Reviews. It's that simple, but boy, oh boy, does it mean the world to me when people leave ratings and reviews. And like I said, it really helps get the show out there. Once again, would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave a rating and review if you enjoyed this episode or other episodes of the show. And until the next time, happy franchising.